Hello, I'm Emma Forsyth, and you're listening to A Little Forsyth, the podcast where I ask people what would they say to their younger self if they could. I want to know what advice, information, tips or encouragement they would give themselves that will hopefully help or entertain others who listen in too. I suppose you could call it Foresight through the benefit of hindsight. I really hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Emma Forsyth, and you're listening to A Little Foresight, the podcast where I ask people what would they say to their younger self if they could. I want to know what advice, information, tips or encouragement they would give themselves that will hopefully help or entertain others who listen in too. I suppose you could call it foresight through the benefit of hindsight. I really hope you enjoy it. My guest today is an actor and singer who has starred in not one, but two of what could easily be argued to be the best and most popular of Irish movies, The Commitments and The General. She's hit our big and small screens again recently with roles in Deadly Cuts and Hidden Assets. She's a mum to two children, is also a Pilates and yoga instructor, and from her Twitter bio, appears to love cheese as much as I do, Angeline Ball. Welcome, Angeline. Thank you so much. Yeah, I do love cheese. Sadly, that's the problem. Um, it's just gorgeous, but it's the one thing that in, if you ever want to kind of go on a diet or you want to eat clean, it's a big no-no, isn't it? But that's Cheese my and bread. guilty pleasure. And you know what? Even places like Lidl at the moment, they have this gorgeous one that you kind of melt in the oven. And Oh, can you imagine this with yes. the bread? The camembert, it is yes. amazing. It's I got gorgeous. it for... Um, was my daughter Maya's communion um, in October and I like got that and literally everyone was just well there wasn't that many people there because COVID but a few of us that were there were just yeah. like oh my god that is absolutely delicious. Gone in 60 seconds yeah. Literally. <laughs> so see I was you know looking up doing a little bit of research and I didn't have to research Imelda. Um, I actually can't believe though that the commitments is 30 years ago. Yeah, it's 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 hard to believe. I mean, sometimes when I think about it, I think, yeah, it's 30 years ago. But is that life in general that you kind of, you know, you kind of try to remember your younger self and stuff like 30 years ago and you're like, I don't really, I can't really. Oh, yeah, that was me because that happened to me. But then there's certain times when you just can't relate to it. I yeah. think, you know, I think kind of luckily enough, human beings in a way are a bit like that rolling stone gathering no moss. We just keep going, you know, and I guess if we stick in the past, then, you know, yeah. our life hasn't evolved. So, yeah, um, 30, you know, 30 years ago, um, which is hard to believe. But at the same time, if I cast my mind back, it's just like yesterday, you know. And I assume you still get recognized I do. on a regular basis. For it. Yeah, I do, which is weird. But, um, you know, it, it is good in a way because, I, you know, obviously haven't, well, I like to think that I haven't changed that much, although I was playing a role. But, um, yeah, I still get it, which, some, you know, I think when I was younger, it would have annoyed me a lot. Yeah. And I think that's why I really kind of went against the grain and wanted to do more arty kind of films, mm-hmm. et cetera, to prove I wasn't Imelda, you know. But um, I kind of, I find it kind of funny now, you know. I yeah. find it kind of, um, now that there's enough years in between, you know, I, I find it kind of, um, you know, it's a compliment and also it's it's a nice kind of, you know, for somebody to compliment me on the role and on the film, it's great, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's such a cult movie in Ireland. You know, there's no doubt about it. Like, people love it. Um, also, it's a massive compliment to you that 30 years later, people instantly recognise you. That shows how, how little you've aged, you lucky thing. But, well, you know, yeah, I think also um, it's that kind of, it was so iconic in Dublin, I think, that yeah. know, people... I think people of my generation, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think younger people would recognize me, but uh, I think definitely people of, you know, my generation. But it's bizarre, you know, where I get recognized and mm-hmm. in places that you just think there's no way. I was in um, Belgium. Um, no, sorry. I was down in Ennis filming the rest of Hidden Assets and mm-hmm. a friend had come down to me. I had put a ponytail in my hair. I had the mask on and I had sunglasses. So you can imagine. Yeah. 
And still, we were looking at something on a lovely stall. And the guy said, come here, are you the one out of the commitment? <laughs> so there you go, you know. And I mean, you have such a huge body of work since as well. It's, yeah, you know, I know, like some some actors are famous for a role and they don't necessarily have a huge amount afterwards. So therefore, but you have and, you, and you've been in so many things that you're also recognizable from so it's funny that it is just the one I suppose mostly in in Ireland but still I have to say I am loving Hidden Assets absolutely loving it it is brilliant yeah it's it's it was really good for me to um to do you know I mean I kind of um they'd said to me I'd done this um drama called Acceptable Risk back Mm -hmm. I think it was out in 2017 and there was a rumor that like kind of a year later they were saying Oh, you know, do you want, we're thinking of writing, uh, we love Deemer so much. And don't forget now, it was a Canadian Irish production. So it's not just the Irish looking at it, it was the Canadian and the mm-hmm. Canadian producers. And they somehow loved the character of Emer. Yeah. And I thought, okay. And they said, well, they really love, so we might be doing something. And then say 2018, that was 2019. Uh, there was talk about getting the scripts together. And then it was supposed to be made in 2020. But of course, with COVID pandemic, yep. um, and then suddenly, you know, and I didn't even really kind of, you know, it's always that don't count your chickens before they hatch, you know. Um, it was that thing of like, well, if it happens, if I'm there on the day, then it's happening. Yeah, because uh, so many of our jobs, you know, they 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 say, oh, we're going to do this, and then they don't get green lit or whatever. So yeah, um, we filmed it this year. Yeah, so, well. I mean, I, I think even the producers were delivering it while episode one or two were, were going out. So that's how close to the bone we are on it. But um, I just thought it was a, it was a great compliment to have something written for me. Yes. And also to kind of it's, it's a big undertaking as well to see can you carry a show, you know, as the kind of lead. Although what's great is it's such a great ensemble cast as well that I'm not just, you know, I'm not the, the lead. I like to think that, you know, we're a team. There's fabulous, um, actors like my little team in Ireland, Kathy Belton, Aaron Monaghan and Kweku Fortune, my little cab team. And then I go over to Belgium and then I've got, I, I'm teamed up with the, the Belgian yeah. cop, Wouter Hendricks and, you know, and I think that's the way you should approach any projects, whether you're considered to be the lead or not, you know, number one or two or five or 25 on the cast list. I think, you know, every it takes effort from everybody. And that's as well as that behind the scenes. Yeah. People. Yeah. Cast and crew. I mean, in the mornings, you know. Yeah. You can't make you can't make something if you don't have the crew as well. So it's, it's everybody. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah the yeah. talent and, and the behind the scenes. But I, I just think it's brilliant. And as you said, the cast is phenomenal it's just so well cast it really is it's brilliant so a little foresight as you know um is kind of basically what you would tell your younger self if you could it doesn't have to be necessarily just advice it could be encouragement hints tips on anything at all so what would be the first thing that you would tell younger Angeline if you could I would tell myself to have more confidence in myself You know, I'm a big believer that youth is wasted on the youth. And (laughs) I think, you know, all of those days when you didn't wear those jeans because you thought you looked fat in them or, you know, I'm calling a spade a spade here, you know. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, that your hair wasn't nice or your skin wasn't good or your teeth were wrong or all of those things that you can tell yourself. I would just try and turn that volume down a bit and just say, listen, have a bit of confidence in yourself. Look at the positives that you have, you know. Um, I would also say, don't be afraid to speak your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be afraid. I think sometimes, you know, me growing up, I was a bit of a people pleaser. Or I wouldn't, you know, maybe somebody would say something that would be a little bit too straightforward to me. Uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the answer for it, you know. Yeah. Whereas now I would certainly have the answer. Um and I, I probably would have been afraid back then to say anything. So now I would say, don't be afraid to speak your mind. And, you know, all of those little worries, they, at the end of the day, they don't really matter, you know? Yes. <laughs> it, it, it is, isn't it? And, and you Absolutely. say to yourself, like, you know, it, you know, you all, when something really bad happens to you when you're younger and then somebody says, you know, you'd be laughing about this in a year or two years. And at the time you're sobbing your heart out. 
whether yeah. it's over a boyfriend or, you know, or somebody said something to you or, you know, you think you're never going to get over it. Mm-hmm. But I think time is a great, you know, I think possibly one of the best things that I could say to myself is this too shall pass, yes. you know, and to keep, keep following your dream. Don't give up. I think that's one of the ones as well is to, you know, have the confidence in yourself and have courage because nothing ventured is nothing gained. Um, Absolutely. You know, and I, and I think that's the way I did. And also I'm, uh, you know, I'm a real getter, you know, you fall off the horse ten, nine times, you get up 10 times. Yeah. My dad um, has always said to me, don't sweat the small stuff because I'm a real worrier. And I think it's literally only even possibly this year. It's definitely since the pandemic that I am starting to actually take that on board and kind of employ the method of will it matter in an hour? Or will it matter in a day? You know, if, if, if it won't, then just don't let it stress you out. You know, obviously, if it's going to matter in a month or a year or whatever, then that's something you have to pay attention to. But the other stuff, just try and get rid of it. And my eight-year-old is a worrier. It just shows that it's like, I don't know if it's nature and nurture with her or what, because I try not to worry in front of her. I try to be cool, but I'm not really. Um, but so, And I'm trying to, you know, get that out of her as much as possible. And thankfully, there's a lot more things we can employ nowadays. There's more books and we know more about it and mindfulness and the rest. Well, of this course. is it. It's very pro-mental health these days, yeah. which is brilliant. And I wish almost that that would have been available to me when I was a kid. My father passed away when I was 12. Hmm. And very suddenly, and had there been the kind of availability um, online, of course, there wasn't any kind of internet back then. Yeah. This is a long time ago. <laughs> um, you know, had that been, or even that my pair, my mother would have been aware of maybe bringing me to a bit of counseling or something, yes. that would have been amazing, you know. Um, and that's why I really encourage my kids to talk and I often say to themselves, you know, to them, uh, you know, do, do you need to talk to someone else instead of me? You know, I think that's a great thing. And also I, I always find that I always try and say to my kids as well, look, nobody has got that call from the hospital to say the bad news of something, yeah. you know, or nobody's died or, you know, it's not a big deal. Yes. If you bought a thousand pound camera and it smashes to pieces on the floor, yes, it's really bad. You know, it's not, yeah. it's a horrible thing to have happened, but in the scheme of things, it's not a bad thing. You know, no, yeah. nobody's, you know, it's not a life threatening situation. So, yeah. That is, um, that's another thing that, that the pandemic has definitely taught me is to check my privilege. So to realize that not just like privilege as in we are lucky that we're, I know it's horrendous we're going through COVID, but I'm going through it in a, you know, in a house, watching Netflix, eating takeaway, like other people have it much worse, but also just check my privilege in relation to whilst yes, there are stressors in in life and yeah, the business was closed and all this kind of stuff. Ultimately for me, my family and friends, people I love and care about being happy and healthy and safe and secure is really top level and everything under that I can try and cope with. It kind of made you um, appreciate, like, you know, a lot of people were saying, especially, well, I live out near the forest now, which is, I'm very, very lucky. I live near Epping Forest. But I think when people, um, you know, there, there, you'd see a lot of people out walking in the forest mm-hmm. that normally wouldn't because you have your, when it first hit and everything, everybody was, you know, isolating. You get yeah. that hour every day to go and walk or whatever. And that was a really nice time to spend with your kids and your family and appreciate nature. And, you know, I, well, we didn't do that much of it, though, but I thought, I know what I'll do. I had a great idea to go back to kind of um, my childhood. And I bought like a hula, two hula hoops <laughs> and I bought uh, juggling balls and I bought knitting needles and wool to try and kind of spend that quality time with my kids to teach them, you know, what I grew up with. Yeah. Instead of them. But honestly, to be honest with you, half the time I had to tear them away from the mobile phones, you know. But, you know, it, it was that kind of time where you had to take a little a breath and say, OK. And they said even like, you know, kind of local rivers or, you know, the the, the air, the pollution was down. Everything yes. was just quite it, it got a bit quiet, yeah. quite reflective, 
you know definitely we I, I've never spent so much time on a trampoline or a scooter or yeah. a bike uh, like it was literally just so much out because you couldn't do anything else and um, yeah so much outdoor activity and Maya's an only child so I was her oh you were the pal. mom teacher yeah. best friend you know like everything for, for oh, yeah. quite a while there uh, so it was yeah it was, it was full on but it, it was it was fabulous and it is the one takeaway from this you know yeah. thing that we're going through yeah. is that that's time that I never would have got to spend with her with no. work and with her being in school and with everything else it is something that at least in the future we'll be able to look back and go yeah that was and that was great. one good there, yeah. was, there was bad but that was definitely one good thing that came out of it the one good thing as well that I loved was that um you know because my job is so um it's up and down. Like, I mean, I don't know when the next job will be coming in. Mm -hmm. It's like it comes in in the form of a script or an audition, or then they say this thing is going after Christmas. So you don't know. Um, but what it was then, I definitely knew the agent wouldn't be calling me. <laughs> That's really good. You didn't have to be primed. Yeah. And then I got, you know, you had that lovely pandemic wardrobe, which yeah. was just the, the leggings the, the hoodies and the, the, you couldn't go to the hairdresser. So you had the no. boots. You could actually see your real color in like 20 years, you know? Oh, that was and great. It that was great. And everybody <laughs> was the same, you know? So it was great. So I enjoyed that kind of, um, really not only physically being back to nature, but personally as well, just, you know, giving your hair a break, giving your skin a break, giving your clothes a break, you know? Yeah, well, my, my wardrobe definitely came into its own because obviously being, you know, Pilates yeah. studio owner, I have an awful lot of active wear. And to be honest, I then put on comfy clothes and get into loungewear on, on a regular basis. And I don't have to wear the the working mm -hmm. clothes or, you know, yeah. very often. And it's only really going out that I'd wear anything that's restrictive or uncomfortable. But I was like, I have, the, that's the one thing I had completely down pat was the wardrobe <laughs> for this pandemic. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, I, another thing I have to ask you, and then you can go ahead, is do clients ever do a double take when they come into the studio? As I said, you're a, a, an instructor. Do they ever kind of come in and go, hmm? They do. Some of them kind of say, I know you. Aren't doesn't your, Does your child go to this school? Yeah. And I go, no. And so I'm sure I met you before. And I kind of, I, I really, really try and not to say I'm an actress straight off the bat or whatever. Yeah. And then I kind of have to say it. Yeah. They can't figure out where they know me from. So then I go, and they go, oh, yes. But funnily enough, you know, it's not as big over here. It's mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I live here as well as that yeah. can be kind of anonymous. It's not as big over here as it would be over in Ireland. Yes. So, you know, they go, oh, right. And then they kind of just move on. They're just there to do their class. You know, that's, yes. that's fine. I mean, I do cover quite a bit for a lady in Woodford and um, her clients would be going to her like for six years. They're regulars. So they almost become my regulars when yeah. I cover. So they all know me. So that's grand. Yeah. And then maybe at the end of the class, they might say, oh, what are you doing now? You know, I say the A and the B job, you know? Yes. And at times I don't know which one is the A and which one is the B job, <laughs> you know? Depends on my mood. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And, and it's also a good, um, it's a good mix because obviously with the acting and, and the singing, it's, I'd assume a lot of go, 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 you know, when it's on, it's on very much. And I know with the Pilates, you're, you're there, but you, you have to, be there and be present and you can't really think ahead and you can't, you know, you're kind of just grounded a little bit more. So, yeah, I think, and I, I you know, I did the training, like my first training was about five years ago for Matt Pilates yeah. because I really, I, I'd actually, it was due to keeping faith. I was in a, a Welsh production called keeping faith and I wasn't going to be going back for the second series mm -hmm. due to contractual um, issues. And, um, I just, I just said to myself, do you know what? I keep saying that I would love to do Pilates, teach Pilates. And I, you know, I did want to teach reformer. Yeah. Not, you know, not just Matt, but I realized that I had to do my Matt teacher training before I could do the reformer. Yeah. So that's when I took the time instead of like sitting at home and saying, oh, when is the next job, next job coming in? I went and I took the course and I had to study. And as you know, it's anatomy and physiology. It's yeah. not just learning the moves. It's pretty intense yes. and um, I really enjoyed that and I enjoyed taking myself out of the kind of acting world and putting mm -hmm. it into that and now I love like you know I, I, I make you know I'm sure like like yourself I do my my kind of playlist for the class and 
you know, I like to keep it fresh and, you know, my little jokes and all that. So it is a kind of not a performance, but, you know, it's it's I really enjoy it. And I, I love when people enjoy the class. Yeah, it's great. It, it, you do. And when people start um, getting better at things and they see their own improvement and they feel it in themselves and it can be something as minor as holding a plank for longer or extra springs or whatever you know and and you can see the joy and also I find for a lot of clients it's well it definitely mental health it definitely helps but even just from a mood point of view I mean I've I've had clients come in before in the worst humors you could see that their brows are furrowed and they're obviously having a really bad day and then even at the end they're like I needed that so much you know so you feel great when you actually feel like you've you've done something my we read a book yesterday that Maya's reading in school called um have you filled a bucket today and it's about being a bucket filler yeah and uh and I was saying do you know what in a very minor way I kind of fill buckets a little bit every day teaching class because people do kind of go out with that the little extra endorphin hit and they feel a little bit happier so I'm like okay I do I I fill buckets (laughs) might not be a massive amount but I do fill a little bit of each person's bucket every day you know each bucket with a little bit of sparkle stars yeah because you know yeah and and what's great about it is that you know also you're you're helping people for one hour or whatever it is to concentrate Mm -hmm. on themselves yes and I always tell them like make that mind body connection you know your mind is the, 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 the the strongest part of your whole self absolutely you know absolutely you know if you're doing an exercise, explain where, what you're doing and what muscle you're working and almost take your mind there. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. So it is a form of mindfulness and kind of a meditative and also you get that serotonin release, which is brilliant. Yeah, I, I can sometimes see if a client starts thinking about something else because they're in the middle of an exercise and they start to wobble or they start and I'm like, you're thinking about work or you're thinking, they're like, yeah, how do you know? And I'm like, because you're not yeah, you're holding not your form, you're wobbling a bit, you're going, she's like, oh, you know, they'll often be like, oh my God, I actually can't believe you could see that just from how I, I changed slightly. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, after however many years, 15 years. <laughs> Wow. Teaching yeah. it now. Yeah. Well, yes, <laughs> you get used to people. But, you know, also as well, it's great for my job and um, the other job because, you know, you get all, you know, all types of people coming in mm-hmm. and you talk to them. And, you know, it, it is about human connection as well. Uh, uh, you know, you might get a person who's not very kind of, you know, uh, or, you know, talkative or, you know, nice. Yeah. <laughs> And you do, you just deal, you, you have to deal with people. So yes. it is great. And, you know, I'm sure that you've missed that a lot when, when the pandemic hit as well. It's that interaction between people. Yes. And I enjoy it as well, as I said, because um, just, you know, I always kind of look at people, um, you know, to study characters or whatever. And now even, I remember when I was training, when I was on the tube and stuff, you know, and you do the postural analysis, I would see somebody standing and I could see immediately the shoulders or the, yeah. the hip or it, it's incredible. And so physically it's great as well to kind of embody that for me in a character as well. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. An extra, an extra kind of a grounding. Yeah. So is there, what else would you tell younger Angeline if you could? I would say, Oh, um, pick up the guitar because <laughs> I am learning. Well, I, I'm, I, I have the guitar now a long time and, but, and I pick it up and, you know, put it aside, pick it up, put it aside. But like everything else, if you don't practice, you lose it. Yeah. I would have loved to have learned an instrument when I was younger. Uh, not for the sake that I want to be incredible now, but it would yeah. make playing now easier. But whatever happens is even if I was in my early twenties, mm-hmm. picking it up, you know, but my, my belief now is as well as like, pick it up now never say never to somebody you know um pick whatever instrument or if you want to get those braces on your teeth or if you want to you know eventually climb climb mount everest it's never too late yeah pick it up and do it but i would have picked up those things i would have encouraged myself to pick up those things earlier than later it's funny Uh, i know you went to billy barry state school at one stage but i was just saying to clients a little while ago that i would love like an adult version of a stage school not to be not to become famous not to end but just to go and like sing and dance and just get it all out just in this room with other people I'd absolutely love that well you know what that's a good idea because I am thinking that if I do come back to Ireland I might you know do like a 
a bit of a dance school or something like that. Oh, but also go. to give kids back, not necessarily from underprivileged areas, but, you know, for me, it was a great release. It was a really, really good thing to do. You meet lots of friends and like that you get to express yourself. Um, it wasn't about winning or getting a role, really. It was about going and escaping every Saturday. Yeah. And just being. And like, I can imagine now you just, you know what, suddenly that you were saying that, like, you'd love to sing. I imagine there's lots of women and men out there who'd love mm-hmm. to sing Adele's song a blast or, you know, <laughs> something Absolutely. like that with the piano. And that camaraderie is just brilliant. So, yeah, you never know. Watch this space. No, there you are. Um, I'll be joining. They're actually uh, pre-pandemic. I'd gone a few times to a thing called Casual Choir. I don't know. And it was really, really good where you could just like, you're not a member of a choir because time or whatever. Um, but you could book and go along and you'd learn a song over the course of kind of two hours and everyone would sing it together. And it was brilliant. Now I know she did do a few online, like, you know, a few Zoom kind of ones. And obviously pandemic has scuppered it all for at the minute, but hopefully fingers crossed if we That's great. get through this little home, yeah. we can go back to doing stuff like that. Exactly. And again, that singing, that kind of release is a great release for, you know, and I know, especially even for me, singing is like, I often say it's a vocal gin and tonic. Yeah. I love it. You know, um, I actually am getting back into it when I go over for Christmas. I'm going to go over uh, to somebody who's a relative of mine uh, and we're going to try and work on a little song together. And I definitely uh, want to... Um, do more music in the next couple of months, you know, whilst I'm waiting for <laughs> the next job. Um, yeah, definitely. Oh, that's fabulous. I'm lucky yeah. to have that as a little, you know, aside as well. Yeah, it is. It's great. I am when I my first episode of A Little Foresight was me saying what I'd say to younger me. And um, I was saying I, I know when I'm not um, when I'm a bit lower, like in general, I don't sing as much. Like I just, it, it, I just, not that I sing all, you know, but I would sing in the car, sing in the shower, you know, the usual places, but I just don't. And then it, that's kind of a trigger for me in my head. I kind of go, actually, do you know what? I'm not, I'm not doing that. So I must be feeling a little bit, you know, I must have to reassess or, you know, kind of go, go to Reiki, do whatever it is and kind of get back to more me because I just naturally just love just like singing my, my daughter. Like I've one of these voices that you know I, I sing really loud and it's ridiculous and Maya's like you sound like you have a microphone the whole time but I would never do that if I'm you know a little bit flatter and it's funny that how now I've kind of figured out that is a trigger in my head that I kind of go okay I actually haven't really been singing at all so I need to get back into that and it's not that it's it's just for me or it's just with Maya but uh so we started doing stuff like well, we have a get up and dance song, which when Coldplay, Sky Full of Stars comes on, we'll get up and dance. Oh, yeah. And then we have other songs that we'll get up and sing, you know, we'll sing too. So it's kind of just because she loves doing it too. And it's just purely for us. So it's, yeah. you know, nothing else. But I think if you have it in you and you don't do it, that's a sign of things not necessarily being great. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, um, and of course, like my younger self, I would have been doing that a lot because that's how I kind of got into acting is yes. I was singing and I was dancing before I was singing. So I, I was um, releasing that kind of creativity, so to speak. Yeah. But, you know, again, the younger self, I would have like, how young are we going? I would have said maybe study more little at school. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Although, to be honest with you, my son now is coming home from school and, you know, he hates homework. Yeah. He, he says, I just don't see the point. And <laughs> he has got a point there, you know. Because when I'm looking at pie charts and um, algebra, I just really don't understand how you would apply that in, you know, your real life. But I mean, probably, yeah, somebody would be kind of writing in saying, of course, you can apply <laughs> maths is everything. And I do understand that. But, you know, he ha- you know, he always argues that he- it's just a waste of his time, homework. But I, always- I mean, it depends on, on what way you are like some people are more academic some people are more creative some people are more sporty and I think in in school they need to and they are talking about it doing a bit more over here they have need to have a more holistic viewpoint of of learning and, and of people's abilities and you know so I think just judging people purely on how they do on one day in a test it's you know. isn't it yeah I know yeah 
I know. Like, I will. You know, and I think that, that in, 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 I was reading something is that bar or that standard they'd set for the GCSEs over here and mm-hmm. levels. This goes way back to like 1930, whatever. You know, it needs to be redressed and it needs to kind of like, again, have a more holistic approach. So if a child is not academic, then, you know, you can, you can give them merit on their sports or their, art or something like that yeah definitely. yeah absolutely and I think they, they are talking about doing something over here um as regards that the leaving sir I'm not even 100% sure what it is I just heard it on the news recently it's kind of reassessing it so that one part of like kind of how they get their the grades will be um on a, an activity or a, you know something like a something they like doing themselves. So it would be good to see if, if that actually happened. Because you do, I have friends, you know, and clients, everyone whose kids aren't necessarily ridiculously academic, but put them out on a sports field or have them run or do whatever. And they're phenomenal or, you know, get them up on a stage singing and, you know, and they're just brilliant. And that's, that's their true inner self coming out. But they're not necessarily going to do well, as you said, in a maths or a chemistry test. Like, so I know we need a grounding in our, you know, maths and English and all the rest of it but yeah definitely would be great someday to see it being more as I said holistic (laughs) yeah I think I don't know whether it's um also like going back to the younger self and stuff like some some days I feel sorry for my kids in the sense that they have that internet Mm -hmm. they have mobile phones and especially things like social media yes because say for instance like I think to a certain extent a lot of us had been bullied as children some form or another yeah. in school um but at least you could go home to your mammy and dad and your sis your siblings or whatever and the bullies left in school yes until the next day or the yeah. next week when they decide to you know torment you again yeah. but things like social media now and all that they're in your bedroom they're in your living room they're in your house with you and they're sometimes I think oh god like I'm, I'm glad I didn't have that you know to a certain extent and then, you know, I guess you, you can only deal with what you did have. And because yes. we didn't have it, you know, we, we, we look back on our childhood and we say, oh, they were the good old days, you know. But, you know, to a certain degree, yeah, I, 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 my daughter, for instance, is 18. She's just finished her A-levels uh, there. And, you know, she's taken a gap year. And I did. I bought this book called 10 Reasons Why You Should Delete Your Social Media Now. Mm-hmm. And... um she read it and she's fair play to her because it was just becoming a thing that she just has deleted it for a while. Yeah. And I think for me as well, especially maybe around Christmas or something, I think that's what I'm going to do as well, especially because I need to publicize the shows that I'm in. And that's really the reason why I'm on it. Yeah. Um, and then my quiet kind of private time again. Yes. And, and, and again, maybe the pandemic has taught me that, that it's okay to kind of shut the curtains and, you know, just be at home with your your family. You don't have to report everything to social media. Um, I think when I was growing up, I would have said be less fearful, but I don't know whether that's just a <laughs> age thing, you know, and also be more accepting of yourself. And I think yeah, definitely. I think also just from speaking to friends of mine who aren't Irish. I think as Irish women, we are particularly bad at putting ourselves down and not being too accepting of ourselves for whatever reason. I, I, I don't know. But um, yeah, I definitely think I was just looking there. I'm just getting back to something. I am listening to a BBC Sounds podcast. It's from a few years ago called uh, The Missing Crypto Queen. And in it, the um, the the what presenter basically says a line it's along the lines of um, we live in a time when the persona we create online is more important and more valid in some ways than the person we actually are and I'm like that's actually so scary that it is kind of true you know like they and especially with all that filter stuff you can put on photographs and everything it's really scary it's almost like you know when like what that film while ago AI and all that I mean you can certainly see this kind of developing you know what I mean yeah so it's um it is a bit scary and with the filtered photographs and stuff yes. and I think that will lead on to chatting about like the fact that we're women and we're you know getting older I mean I'm in my early 50s now so um it's it's horrible to see and especially people that you would have really thought that all the money in the world I mean I'm probably going to get shot for this but people like Madonna, 
and like having so much money and having been absolutely incredible. She's an incredible artist that she feels that, or maybe, maybe her face now is becoming her art form, mm-hmm. it's changing that. But I just find it, um, I find it really scary. And I find it, um, you know, it's again, you know, harping back to my daughter, 18, what kind of message is that sending out? You know? Yeah. That you're not Definitely. pushing up as you are. You have to chop your nose off or inject something into you or, you know, what about individuality and having mm-hmm. it work, you know? Yes. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think the filter thing, I even, as as a grown-ass woman, I had to make sure that I stopped putting on filters because it's so easy, particularly when you're having a, a bad day or I don't wear makeup very often. My job doesn't really mean I have to. So, you know, you kind of go, oh, I'll just put on this little filter. And when I'm doing my Insta story, I'll look better. But then I'd look, I'd see the real me, you know, the camera would turn on and I see the real me and I go, oh, Jesus. So I had to stop filtering because I was like, I'm actually starting to convince myself that I look like the person I filtered myself to look like and I don't. (laughs) So, And that's, as I said, I'm now I've always had issues as regards that. But like I'm kind of going, that's me now as an adult. If that had been me as a teenager, I'm I am so thankful, like you said, that I didn't have to deal with that because I had enough issues mental health issues and and self you know issues when all we had was like smash hits and mtv do you know what i mean like we didn't have anything being thrown at us the way they are now these like curated pictures of curated lives everyone looks perfect everything seems perfect we all know as adults that it isn't but as a teenager you think it is you do and and especially then as well as the minute you log in the algorithms have you hooked and they yes. will send you ads then as well for the perfect cream mm-hmm. or the perfect anti-cellulite stuff. And, you know, I find myself doing it. Sometimes I'll go on Instagram and I, you know, I look at this particular yogi, you know, out in Los Angeles and she's on a mountain doing a double back flip yeah. X, Y, and Z. And, and immediately you start to feel, you know, inferior. Yeah. Um, you you kind of want that you know life and you you've got to kind of say to yourself it's not real mm-hmm. you know? and so I I always say it's a bit like going that you know when Alice in Wonderland falls down that rabbit hole all that yeah. going down and down and down that's what I do sometimes when you follow one thing then they'll send you something else then you click on that then they you know and they know what they're doing to yes. reel you in and suddenly you're buying a t-shirt that you don't need or a, a cream that you or you know some spot zapper you know <laughs> there is an amazing new york times podcast called the rabbit hole have you no no it's absolutely brilliant and it's all about particularly youtube algorithms and it's it's quite scary um because it it's a lot to do with uh white supremacy and stuff in the states but it is so interesting because they have ex-employees of some of the big social media brands and stuff talking about the algorithms and particularly when it started out and like they, it re- they really do send you down a rabbit hole. Like literally, if you look something up, then you will get inundated with even more extreme. This is because it's all a lot about extremists and you'll get inundated with even more extreme versions of what it was you looked at. And, I, I, you know, the mindless scrolling that we do, yeah. is you know, we don't realize what it actually is creating and what's getting in on us and stuff. It's a really interesting podcast. So you should yeah, definitely listen to it. Definitely. And getting back to Pilates and all that, yeah. that there's definitely, um, uh, cause I've just done my reformer teacher training. So our brilliant yeah. teacher was saying that she's starting to see now this kind of mobile phone neck. Oh, tech neck. Yeah. Completely. Tech neck. Yeah. You no. Know, and this kind of hunching over and yeah. over. Not only people that are in offices, but, you know, kids even. Mm-hmm. See that kind of jutting forward of the head and yeah. going down with the... It's crazy, you know? Yeah. And also, we're looking down. We should look up and enjoy the, you know, enjoy what's there. And definitely look up, you know? Like, the other mm-hmm. thing is, well, if you go to a city like Amsterdam or whatever, they all, people just want to take the Snapchat or the pictures and that's... Yes. And they're on like, you know, five minutes then adjusting the photo to put it on Instagram. When if they just looked up, they can see all the other architecture and all of those lovely stuff. Now, I'm sounding like an old fogey now. No, not at all. I rolling their agree. eyes. But, you know, I think definitely. And I think they, they are good. There is a lot of good to come from yes. the internet and stuff. But you've got to have that balance. And it's like everything in life, isn't it? Yeah. You just have to have a balance. Chicago know? is 
a city for me that I feel you really have to look up even more so than New York and stuff because there's such um architecture in Chicago because after the fire and when it burnt they had you know they had like kind of a competition to rebuild the city and there's such stunning buildings in it and so there again yeah yeah, so like look up the whole time and you see lots of little features and like gargoyles all these things all over that you're never going to see if you're just walking along particularly if you're walking along looking at your phone yes I completely agree phones are brilliant in in one way but I just hate the fact that we're never off now with smartphones. Like it's, you know, you're never off. Like, and, and I think, I hope I've said this before, but I hope by the time Maya's a little, cause she's eight now. now she, don't get me wrong. She, she has her iPad and she, you know, watches stuff and whatever. But, um, I hope in another few years when she's kind of at that stage of, you know, early teenage where you've, you're easily upset and angsty and all that kind of stuff that it maybe has gone a little bit back towards phones and yeah. social media being not as important I mean I know this I is a utopia but still I'm hoping <laughs> yeah I think it might you know but I mean there's that other scary thing that you know um I don't know whether you, I've read um The Handmaid's Tale yeah and I saw the series and you know there's then that other side that you're like oh my god it cannot it can also go dystopian yeah, so far that, you know but so hopefully we get a good balance and that the people that are now manipulating social media like Facebook mm-hmm. and all that, that they will be held to account and that it will, it won't have such a kind of, um, effect on our mental health and how mm-hmm. on our emotions and all that and how we, we decide, you know, even when you watch that at uh, the Cambridge Analytica, how yes. people decide to vote, you know? Yeah. But anyway, that's a really, we've gone down that rabbit hole, but <laughs> you see. <laughs> But yeah, exactly. But my, my younger self, I would just say really much as well, like uh, very much like don't worry so much. We worry so much, you know, and, and the thing about it is, is that like we worry so much about things that haven't even happened. Yes. That's the crazy bit, you know, yeah. uh, and, and probably never does then say if you're worrying, like I used to worry so much about things like, oh, next week and then I'm going for this and then I won't. Like the, the dialogue that I used to tell myself, I, you know, yeah. you just turn that volume down and just enjoy, be in the day, yes. be in, you know, and thankfully nowadays kids and younger adults like uh, teenagers can do that, can access that and books and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what's great. And, you know, as well as that, it's it's really good, but in a way, again, bad is that there wasn't a lot of sugar around, sugar available. When I was a kid, it was your meat and two veg. You have your dinner, then you come in for your tea, and that's it. And maybe every now and again, you, you get you know a few bob for sweets or whatever. Yeah. But now that that like the sugar's in everything, and and my son has got like some issues with his stomach at the moment. I think it's his gut. Okay. And, and it's it's totally sugar related. Yeah. So I'm having to really, really kind of look at that. Um. So you know, I mean, my younger self, I think. There was times when, you know, it was, I was very worried and I, you know, was bullied and I had all of these issues going on. Mm-hmm. And there's other times when you think, my God, there was, you had, there was no electricity bills to worry about. There was no, uh, you know, mortgage. There was no this. Why didn't you enjoy it more? Yeah. I know. As you said, you, youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> so we only realize as we get older, all the, the brilliant things that we had going for us. And, and absolutely, I agree with you about the whole, you worry so much. And as I said, and I've often said, I have loads of issues, and I still do, I still have issues with self-confidence and self and stuff like that. But, you know, there, it is so true that you will look back in 20 years and wish you looked as good as you did back when you thought you looked terrible, you know, when you were younger. Even today, you know, like yeah. if you took a picture today yeah. in five or 10 years, you go, you know what? I didn't look that bad. Yeah. And I was going through this and I was making sure that I was going on yeah. this diet. And, you know, it's it, how we torture ourselves is unbelievable. You know, I mean, basically, you know, the half of me just wants to, you know, um, check out and go to a hippie commune somewhere with no mirrors and, you know, let the hair grow out and yeah. all of that. Like half of me would love that. But then yeah. sadly, you've got to kind of earn a living and be in the human race, you know? I said that to my, um, I go, I get Botox and I said it to my doctor. I said like, I wish I could just click into that growing old gracefully thing. And he just said, what's graceful about growing old? I was like, oh, <laughs> 
you know, and I kind of got him in a way because I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But I just wish I could be that person that because you hear this and you read people saying, and when I hit this age, all of a sudden, it didn't bother me that I had those lines or I had those gray hairs. And I'm like going, going that hasn't happened to me yet. <laughs> well, you see, I would love, you know, I grow like, I, you know, as I said, during the pandemic, I, I you know, my color was yeah. out. But I'm not gray yet. And I'm not oh, fabulous. Well, I'm a little bit, but I'm not gray enough. Yeah. Because again, on Instagram, this these white haired goddesses in yeah. late 60s yeah. who are like, gorgeous and yeah. like, that's the kind of gray I want yes <laughs> not the the what is it the Brillo pad gray yeah you know? yeah not the salt and peppery you want the exactly. white my granny my granny's 89 and she has beautiful white hair and I'm going and please again it looks as if it's platinum you know yeah um, like, please let me get her color gray because it's just so it's lovely but just even even my granny who's 89 when you take a picture of her will look at it and go oh god no god I look awful in that and she's 89 and you're kind of going I wonder do, do men don't really do that do they of course, they I, I blame the patriarchy. Of course, I absolutely for putting us into that little hole that they built for us. Yes, told us to stay there. Well, it's yeah. time that we came out and start came out fighting. You know, yeah, no, definitely, yes. no, no. Men, they they're very smart about it. They they made it so that they, as they age, we all think they look distinguished and oh, they look great and like you know they're allowed to have the the little wrinkles and the grey hair. Oh, it makes them look like the silver fox. You know, you never hear about a woman being. Yeah, whatever the the equivalent of a silver fox is, you know, yeah, it's I like never seen a silver fox. <laughs> I think Andy McDowell actually. I was reading an article yesterday, and she's let her hair go grey, and like you know, she has a fabulous curly mane of hair, and she's like, you know, nobody says anything to George Clooney about why his hair is going grey. Why are people commenting on why why my hair is going grey? Exactly. You know, it's like and also, just yeah, the younger the, the the thing about them, you know, the older man with the younger woman, you yeah. Know? When it's vice versa, it's like, oh my god, cougar, yeah. like President Macron. You know, like uh, yes. people think his wife is, the, yeah, an absolute cougar, and it's like, but they're <laughs> to her, yeah, yeah, <laughs> completely and utterly. You love who you love, <laughs> yeah, 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 and she looks great. Oh, she looks fabulous, she really well, you know. Yeah. And again, yeah, I do. I like that line of what's graceful about growing all gracefully. I think if you do it with grace, yes. And kindness in, you know, who you are as a human being, you're, you're entitled to do what you like. Yes. Who said that, you know, to, you know, less is more. <laughs> Definitely. And, and I do, and like you've spent time in, in LA and I spent time in LA and there definitely is a tipping point with some amount of plastic surgery where you kind of go, Oh. <laughs> Please, please stop. Yeah, and I don't understand it. And what I don't mm. understand either is that the, the surgeons who do it. Yes. Well, obviously, they're getting paid a lot of money, but like it's scary for them to accept that and to accept yeah. that that's okay. Mm -hmm. But Although, I think there's definitely a look now. Um, definitely. And, and you can tell and it's just, it doesn't make you look younger. It makes no. you look strange. Yeah, that kind of, there's so much filler that you look like a cat that you know um but apparently I've heard this from people I know who live over there you can almost tell which surgeon certain people go to because it's so you know they, it's a similar thing that they do to everybody so it's like oh that's so-and-so's work and that's so-and-so's work and it's like oh my god if it gets to that stage then you really do need to stop <laughs> So I'm very aware that you are an extremely busy person, but is there any other little bits that you would tell younger self? I'm actually loving our conversation, but I, I, I am aware that I can't just keep you on. Well, apart from don't worry too much, yeah. a bit more confidence, have the courage to say no yes. uh, to people. Uh, you don't have to please everyone. And also, I think the last one is, you know, don't be worried so much if people like you or not. Mm -hmm. Whether they like you or not is none of your business and what they think yeah. of you is none of your business because yeah. that's another big thing isn't it yeah and also do you know what it is and I, I think I always have been though is you know being a woman's woman is very yeah. important because it's always nice to compliment a beautiful woman you're a beautiful woman yeah. and you're doing some incredible work and I, <laughs> I love your podcast Thank you know you. and it's always nice to to, to compliment and give credit where it's due and all that. Yeah. You no, know, 
we are in a society that, you know, thankfully not, you know, our countries, but, you know, places like Afghanistan and all that, you know, we're not, they're, they're not as privileged as we are to be women, yet we give out about certain, certain patriarchs in our yeah. society. But, you know, it, it's about kind of forming that bond with a fellow mm-hmm. woman and saying, you know, it, it, it's not necessarily us against them, but together we're stronger, that kind of thing. Yes. You know, and there definitely was a thing of kind of almost pitting women against each other far more than they would with men. And I think once a lot of women started to realize that, that's probably where we can get our power back from is that, no, you don't. Just because someone else is doing something brilliantly doesn't mean you're not doing something brilliantly. It just exactly. means you both are. And it's you, you're, you're, you're marching to the beat of your own drum. You're yeah. getting your own path, you know. And, and you know what? The thing about life is there'll always be somebody more beautiful. There'll always yeah. be somebody richer. There'll always be somebody with a bigger house. There'll always be somebody with a better car. You know, th- that's life. Yeah. You know, you just have to kind of, you know, it, it's about acceptance, I think. Definitely. And I think the quicker you can accept yourself, sadly, or maybe nowadays, you know, uh, women get it younger, but it's almost like that you've had to lead that, have led a life where you, you're, you're disappointed in love you've got your heart broke this didn't work out that didn't work out it's through experiencing these things that you gain experience and then you said you know what it really doesn't matter at the end (laughs) you know but you know if that can happen kind of in your early 20s that'd be great Yeah, invent, invent, you know, a little like kind of a yeah. speed thing where you put on like speak, you know, one of those virtual yeah. reality things. You get through all that and then it's gone and then you can actually just get yeah. on. You're suddenly a mature woman who doesn't care about everybody else, you know? Yeah, no, I know. But yeah. well, Angeline, I've had the most amazing time talking to you Thank and you. Um, yeah. looking forward to seeing you on my TV screen again on Sunday. Yeah. Um, and actually, I, I really wanted to get to see Deadly Cuts as well. Uh, it is getting such phenomenal reviews too like so you know it's just brilliant brilliant. that is that I'm completely different in it you know I'm I'm a hairdresser yeah what's great is that I get to play and and that really is the craft is that I'm two very very different characters which is brilliant but I'm really looking forward to when I come over to Dublin coming to see you in brilliant and do one of your fabulous classes absolutely I cannot wait I'm so looking forward to it and thank you so much I'm I'm really so appreciative of you for doing this not at all thank you for having me thanks thanks a million bye-bye bye thank you so much for listening to a little foresight if you enjoyed it please share with others and like and subscribe If there's anyone you'd like to hear on the podcast, or if you have any questions or just want to chat about anything spoken about, please do get in touch. It's a little Forsyth on Instagram and little Forsyth on Twitter. Take care and stay safe. Thank you so much for listening to A Little Forsyth. If you enjoyed it, please share with others and like and subscribe. If there's anyone you'd like to hear on the podcast, or if you have any questions or just want to chat about anything spoken about, please do get in touch. It's a little Forsyth on Instagram and little Forsyth on Twitter. Take care and stay safe.